Hello and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. For those who are new, welcome to the show. My name is Morgan. For returners, thanks again for being here, subscribing, following along. It's good to have you back. I hope everyone is enjoying their week um, and enjoying these episodes. Honestly, I'm learning so much myself and I hope you guys are too. So let me know your thoughts. If you have any questions for the guests who are on interviewed, um, I'll make sure to pass on your comments. So just let me know or if I can put you in touch with one of them as well, learn from them, work with them, whatever you see fit. So within the Holistic Healers podcast and on Holistic Healing on my Instagram, I talk a lot about emotional health, mental health, alternative healing options, nutrition, gut health, right? You name it. But I wanted to expand into an area that I think is super important that we often don't talk about as much within the world of holistics and the holistic approach. And that is our financial health. So today I brought on a guest who is a money mentor. She's a CPA. She's a writer. She's a speaker. And she's a fellow podcaster. So as the manager of the Profit Academy, she uses proven and practical money management principles combined with powerful mindset work to teach her clients and business owners how to make more money. She mentions that everyone has these money stories that limit their ability to earn more. So by helping them transform their relationship with money, they can begin earning more, creating a life of more financial freedom, and ultimately fun. So, without further ado, I want to welcome Claire Wood. So, my name is Claire Wood, and I am a money mentor. And what that means is I help business owners with their money, basically. And I do this in one of two ways. So, I help people with the mindset of money, which is things like pricing, um, feeling uncomfortable charging people for your time, um, helping people to identify what their their stories and limiting beliefs that they have are around money and helping them to reprogram those. And then the other side of it is the practical side of money. So I'm actually a qualified accountant by trade. I am a CPA, which is a certified practicing accountant. And I help people not only to get their mindset around, you know, pricing and things like that, but actually say, hey, let's actually look at your reports. Let's look at your finances. And I teach people how to understand their numbers in a really easy way because I find a lot of accountants use all these like crazy complex gobbledygook terms and it's a little bit overwhelming and um, truthfully you know I failed introduction to accounting at university I sat there I was like what the freaking hell it didn't make sense to me so this is why I'm so passionate and obviously I'm not bad at accounting I'm great at with numbers um, but it just wasn't being explained to me in a simple easy to understand way so this is why you know, I went on to get distinctions throughout my studies, go on to postgraduate qualifications. So I'm passionate in helping people to understand finances in an easy to understand way. Yeah. So I bet like within the context of like a university and being exposed to all that stuff, I bet it was kind of frustrating when you weren't grasping the topics because they were kind of so far-fetched. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, at school, I was a straight A student mm-hmm. and this is the first time I ever failed anything in my life. And the irony is, you know, I've gone to build my career in the space of accounting. Um, But it just, I guess it just goes to show that particularly in this profession, I find there's a tendency to 
overcomplicate things, to say things in a really complicated way. And, you know, university professors are bad at that the best of times. Um, but, you know, it, it just goes to show that things don't need to be that complicated. And this is why I kind of break it down. And the overwhelmingly, the thing that my students and my clients say to me is they're like, oh, you just make it easy. And I'm like, because it's not that hard. Yeah. Like, it just needs to be explained in an easier way. Yeah. So I guess tell me a little about why why is it that it is so confusing or why is it that money, health or money finance, anything like that, like why is it so hard to understand when it is something that's so necessary in all of our lives? I think we're just not taught the skills. Okay. And, you know, I, you know, specifically I work in the business space, but, you know, even in the personal finance space, it's not something they teach at school. Mm-hmm. Where it's a topic that literally we are told to avoid. I know at my family Christmas recently, um, someone said it's rude to talk about money, um, which is what I do for a job. Um, <laughs> and I was like, isn't that interesting? There's so many stories that are passed down from generation to generation. There are things that get told to us again and again and again, so much that we start to believe it's true. And then when the people that we turn to for help, um, you know, <laughs> aren't explaining it in a simple way. Like the overwhelming thing that people tell me is they go, they go to their account and then they just glaze and they go, (laughs) you lost me. And you know, it's the same with any profession. You know, there are some doctors, but if you go to a doctor and they go, and you sit there going, I have no idea what they're talking about. And there's other doctors who go, Hey, this means that your knee could be sore for the rest of your life. Unless you do this thing. You go, Oh, cool. So I think that a lot of intelligent people really struggle to explain it in terms that are relatable to to people who perhaps aren't qualified in that profession. And then we overlay that with all of this mindset stuff, which is the stories we've been told from, you know, our family, from our friends, from our teachers, and then the stories that we create ourselves, mm-hmm. like, for example, you know, people might have an experience when it comes to money that it's like, well, whenever I make money, it all just goes anyway. What's the point? Um, you know, I work really hard and I still end up with no money anyway. Things that we then have, things that have happened and we then go, this is a truth. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I know that you're a psychologist. This it, It's incredible how powerful our brain is. We start to, we can't distinguish that's not, you know, it becomes a truth to us. Our perception of what has happened, we, we really start to go, no, 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 that's just the way. No one in my industry makes good money. Um, no matter what I do, I'm always going to be bad with money. They start to become stories that we believe to be true. So a lot of the work that I do is helping people to reprogram their beliefs around money. Yeah. And I think that's why I was so interested in you when I saw this kind of dynamic between dealing with those kind of stuck mantras, the stuck beliefs about ourselves, and then how it kind of intersects with money. Um, Did you experience this yourself? Is this how you kind of got into the world? Tell me a little about your experience with this stuck beliefs. Oh my gosh. I could start. (laughs) Let let me start maybe back at my childhood and then we'll, (laughs) it's like, how long do you think we've got? Um, So, you know, I came from a a lower to middle class family. Um, You know, we, we certainly weren't on the poverty line, but we didn't have a lot of money. I'm one of five children and, um, you know, growing up, we didn't go on holidays. We didn't eat out like this, that, that just wasn't 
something that we we could afford to do. And so there were a lot of stories that were given to me throughout my childhood, like money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. And my dad specifically, he hates rich people. He <laughs> talks about he talks about the elite. And, um, and the rich, the rich do that, the rich, you know, and I hadn't realized how much of this I'd started to associate that being rich means that you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was kind of my childhood. Then I went into the space of, of accounting. I became a qualified accountant and was really taught, cut your expenses, you know, watch that bottom line, um, be sensible with your money. And then as I've transitioned, you know, into the small business world, um, you know, I've been on a, a bit of a, I guess you'd say spiritual journey. Um, my, when I first met my husband, he, uh, I remember he had crystals, we were dating and he had these crystals in his Yay. window <laughs> and I was like, what is that? And he's like, they're crystals. And I'm like, what the heck? This guy is such a weirdo. Um, I'm an accountant, right? I'm black. I'm white. What do you, and I'm like, what you crystals? And I was like, weird. Um, and then over time I've started to kind of dip my toe in and be like, isn't it crazy that, you know, like I've tried things with, I guess a real sense of skepticism. And then the more and more that I've, I've tried different things and I've learned more about mindset and spirituality and how it's all interwoven together, I've become you know, such a convert in this space. And funnily enough, I have to credit it to my my husband who probably was was more definitely the woo-woo one out of the two of us. Um, and it's funny because I share this and people that know him are always surprised because he's a very, um, very blokey bloke. He's very, um, you know, typical Aussie footy kind of guy. <laughs> um, and I, I, I love that he, you know, we were obviously meant to come together so that I could help um, and, you know, I guess this is part of my gift is that because, you know, I, I I can be really logical and say, I know what it's like. I used to feel the same way. I've been there and, you know, just try it. Why don't you dip your toe in and, and see if, if it makes a difference? I just love how the dynamic, because usually I, I guess stereotypically, it's like the women are into the spirituality. They have all the crystals and whatnot. And I love how your husband was the one to introduce that to you. That is so oh, yeah. cool it's so cool I remember um that you know he took me on a meditation course and because I'd never meditated before and I was like this is so weird and um and then now you know I am the the, I am the one singing from the rafters about the power of meditation (laughs) um so I do have to credit him for, for that and um you know it's really the really beautiful thing generationally as well is that you know our kids are now um, you know, they they meditate and they do yoga and they're, you know, seeing the power of of using these alternate strategies as well. And, you know, it's really cool that we can pass that down. Yeah. And I think holistics in general, like we hear about the importance of mental health and physical health, spirituality, all that stuff. But I think financial health is really important. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it. And I think that you have this really unique perspective where you value the spirituality, you value the mental health, but it also can coincide with this financial health. So um, can you speak to that at all? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, I'm finding there's a lot of coaches out there talking about manifestation at the moment. And, um, and, you know, I'm a big believer in manifestation. I love it. But for me, sometimes what I see is that people get so hung up on just like, 
it'll come together. And I'm like, there also has to be this intersect between your desire for something and, you know, the real world, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, for me, I say to people, hey, you know, if you want to take a, a a big investment or take a risk or whatever, I'm like, let's just run the numbers and and throw around what this might look like and think about a strategy. If this doesn't come together at this point in time, what does that look like for you? And I guess this is something that I'm really passionate about because absolutely we, you know, we can attract beautiful and amazing, abundant things into our life. But I also don't want people to end up in a, you know, really rough financial situation because they have overcommitted themselves to something or, you know, I I could definitely see sometimes with people, they're just like, I'm just going to manifest. I'm like, but you still have to show up in your marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, you you still have to meet the universe halfway on these things. So um, that to me is how, how the two kind of intersect. It's like, yes, get across your finances. Yes, you can absolutely manifest. But also like, look at the numbers, run your reports. Mm-hmm. We still need to kind of live in, you know, in the, the practical confines of, of the world that we're in. Yeah. So it sounds like people that are coming to see you either have their own business or maybe they're just starting out or something like that, maybe even personal finances. Um, what is it that you think you are helping them with in terms of their own personal finances or just how to make more money? Yeah. So, um, I actually don't play in the personal finance space. I don't know if it's the same in the States, but here in Australia, there's really heavy regulations around giving advice. And in the online world, there's a lot of people who don't have the qualifications, myself included. You know, Mm -hmm. I am not a financial planner. I am not qualified to give personal finance advice. Um, there is of course an overlap in the work that I do because I'm empowering people to say, Hey, what you do in your business can help you make a ton more money over there. (laughs) Um, so yeah, firstly, I work with small businesses, but, um, the, you know, the big thing that I'm, I'm doing is, is empowering people and saying, I want you to be rich. Mm -hmm. And I know you can be, because that's what I help people do all the time. And here's what it can do for your life. You can create amazing experiences. You can inspire other people. You can give to the causes that you care about. And we don't need to feel guilt or shame around that. Um, You know, money can be a really, really beautiful thing in the right hands. And that's what I want to see. I want to see more people who are good people (laughs) making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But where does this guilt come into play? Yeah. So I work with a lot of creatives and, um, and, you know, and spiritual people as well. And I find that there tends to be a guilt around like, you know, I've got this gift and, you know, and also stories like there's like the starving artist kind of thing that I find, like, you know, I, I just like painting mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, can't you paint and still make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. And they're like, but I, you know, no one's going to pay me for that. And I'm like, but you know, there's like a picture of, you know, the Mona Lisa. What? I don't even know how much that's worth. But I'm like, but what makes you think that you're any less worthy than the other artists who are making a ton of money? And the reality is that I've uncovered is the difference is people believing that they deserve it. And again, another story from my childhood, but like my dad says, what makes you think that you deserve to make more money than other people? And I said, but what, you know, the the flip side of it is like, I don't think that I'm better than anyone. I don't think I'm smarter than anyone, but I've made a choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and because I'm like, well, why not me? 
Like rather than just like, why, what makes you special? It's just like, but why can't I, you know, we see all these other people making money. Like I want that for me too. And I don't understand why I can't make a decision and then change the trajectory of my life. So the work that I've done myself and that I bring my clients on the journey is really going, you can, if you want this, you can create this. And I want it for you because, you know, I want everyone to live their most fulfilled, abundant and amazing life. And I think that a lot of people who say money is not important to me, I reckon that's bullshit. I'm sorry, but I'm like, money's not the most important thing in the world to me. You know, I have a, an amazing husband, these beautiful kids, um, you know, but at the end of the day, money is an amazing, it's, how can you not say it's a great tool? It affords, you know, you to choose what school your kids go to. It affords for you to support people that you care about. You know, I went out to a concert on the weekend. I paid for my sister's drinks for the night and I was just like, damn, that's so <laughs> cool. You know, she's much younger than me and, you know, um, be able to, 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 you know, give gifts, be able to support the charities that I care about. You know, someone who's got no money can't do that. The reality is the people who contribute the most to charities are the richest people in the world. And um, this is what I'm helping people to get rid of is those old stories that say, I don't want that. And I'm like, I think you do. And you just won't allow yourself to believe it's possible for you or to say that you want it because you're like, that makes me greedy. It makes me a bad person, blah, blah, blah. All of the stories that pop up. Yeah. There's so much stigma around money, like you were saying. And um, what I like what you're doing is you're inspiring choice for people. And yeah. this can kind of coincide with mental health too. And when people feel stuck in their situations, maybe their relationships, their jobs, whatever it is, it's recognizing the stuckness and then how do we find choice in that if it's possible yeah. and I think that's what you're doing and I think that's amazing that you can inspire that for people yeah and I I find too that um people that help you know I'm I'm a person that helps people I am I love to help people and sometimes we can create stories that we're like well you know it, it, I can't charge more you know I've worked with tutors I've worked with healers I've worked with psychologists mm -hmm. and they are like, but I can't charge more. That's not fair because then other people can't afford me. And I'm like, people already can't afford you now. You can be charging $10 an hour and people can't afford you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's helping people to unpack those stories and look at alternate, like for example, one of the, um, I used to work with this tutor and she lived in a really, really affluent area. She was charging way below what she should be. And I empowered her to increase her prices. And then what we did is she used some of the excess profits to, to create like this. Um, she would offer students who couldn't afford it free tutoring. And I'm like, you never would have been able to do that before because you were barely making ends meet. And now you've actually been able to support these really lower socioeconomic families with, you know, health issues and things like that. They can now see a tutor for free because of what you've done, because of how you've been able to reframe your stories around money. And um, yeah, I love doing this work. So when you are working with clients and trying to help that mindset, what are the steps you take? Where do you start? How can people yeah. learn from you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, there's a couple of different ways that I work with people. I do, I do private coaching um, and I have courses and inside my courses, I, I teach the, the same principles. And essentially it's this, the first thing is to identify like that you, it's something that you want. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if you're still in the, no, I don't want to 
make, you know, people come to me because they're like, there's something that, you know, there's a, I can't remember the exact phrase, but basically like you've got that desire in you. There's a reason you've been attracted to my work or to this conversation because it's piqued an interest in you. You've got that desire somewhere in you where you're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I do want to make more money. (laughs) Um, And then what we do is we really help uncover what your stories are around money. So this involves like looking at your childhood, looking at your adulthood, like what do you believe to be true around money? I realized that some stuff that I believed to be true around money was that rich people were not good people, that, um, you know, that all the problems in the world, poverty is caused by rich people, um, that, you know, um, money doesn't make you happy is another thing my dad says constantly to me. Money doesn't make you happy. And I'm like, I know it doesn't. Like, but guess what money's given me? It's given me, I get to live in my dream location. I get to drive a nice car. I get to, you know, um, you know, a lot of the work that I've done, like seeing my therapist regularly, costs a lot of money. Um, you know, like the, 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 I get to invest in my health and, you know, the, the future of my family. And um, so it's first of all unpacking those stories and then it's going, well, what would I like to believe? What if this could be a truth? And so sometimes I share some opposing, like, for example, the tutor, like, hey, what if rather than you know, you going, I'm not helping people. If I, what what if we could create a way that you actually help more people and they didn't even have to pay you a cent? She was like, oh my gosh, that excites me so much. Mm-hmm. So it's identifying what the new stories can look like. And, um, and this work, this is the other thing too with money mindset is that people think it's a destination. It is so not. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing journey. And whenever, what I find is that when you hit your new level, new stuff comes up. So, um, you know, like I'm at a stage now where I've been a little bit like plateaued with my income because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got enough. Like it feels, you know, I, I recognizing that I'm like, it feels awful to have more than I need, even though there's still things that I want to buy and create and invest in and help people with. But I'm recognizing that my stories are coming up again, like feelings of guilt, of shame, of like, who am I to want more when there are people starving? Um, I've already got like a nice life. Why do I deserve to have an even better life? And so I'm recognizing that this work, it's ongoing. I have done at least three or four courses on money mindset. And I continue to work with coaches and do this work because I know that, um, you know, as you're, as you evolve, there's actually just more work. Um, and I know it's the same in the work that you do as well, actually, isn't it? Um, when I first went, uh, into therapy, I thought, oh, cool. Just need to sort out this little issue and then I can just move on with my life. Yeah. And then I realized it's like this onion, like every layer there's, (laughs) And it's kind of the same with money, you know, you kind of peel off the outside layer and you go, I'm not done. I'm just getting started. (laughs) Just thinking of like my own experiences with money, I've always felt like that shame. Like there was always the happiness when you earn money, it feels good. And then you can go shopping or, you know, whatever it is. Um, But then there's always that shame around, oh, I shouldn't be too expressive about it. Or I shouldn't tell people that I make a lot or we can't have those conversations about it. And I always feel like it's kind of awkward because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to brag or anything. But then on the other hand, I'm like, it's money. This is something that's a it's a tool that Mm -hmm. we can have better access, you know, to self-care, like you were saying, to fund things in our life, to help kids and, you know, our families and all that stuff. So 
I don't know. I, I, there is that shame around it, but then there's also just like, it's good. Like, I don't know. I kind of toy with it. (laughs) A hundred percent. And like, to be clear, like I still really struggle with this, you know, like, um, I love to share numbers um, and I try and do it really transparently because I want to empower business owners to say, guess what? I made, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars last year. This is possible. I did it and I'm just a normal, boring person. Like anyone could do it. Like this is what I want to show people. But then there's also feelings that come up for me. Like I wanted to share you know, my husband had a really big year in his business last year. And I wanted to say, Hey, guess what? We made this much money and all his shame and guilt came up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what are my family going to think? And then I'm like, they're going to judge me. And then they're going to think, you know, um, yeah. And then there's so many opposing things that come up around it. And then I feel a bunch of shame because I'm like, well, you know, I shouldn't be talking about my, what my husband made. Like I should be the person that's sharing, you know? And so, yeah, there's definitely all these layers. Um, but what I'm really trying to do with the work that I do is say, we don't need to be ashamed and we don't need to feel guilty. Um, we can feel really proud about our success and we can empower and inspire other people and say, look what I'm doing. Look at the life that I'm creating. It's freaking amazing. And I want that for you too. And um, and you can do it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess this is what I meant with the work's never done. <laughs> I want to hear more about these courses that you've taught already and you know, maybe how people can come and learn from you. So I've actually just written a book. It's coming out mm-hmm. next month. Uh, so my book is called Intentional Profit. And the reason I wrote this book, to be clear, like, this book has cost me a freaking bomb. Like, but this is again an example of how when you have a, a, a you know a successful business, you can say, I'm gonna go and spend money on something that's realistically, I'm probably not gonna recover the cost. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, I love that because I've always been a really high ticket coach. And I love the idea that I can have something that's $29 that people can read this book take the work from there. I've made it really practical with actions and everything. And I'm like, people can take this and go and convert it and start making hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars and get their journey started. So for me, that was something that was really cool and really exciting um, to be able to do. So I've got the book is sort of my entry price. One. I've got my podcast as well, which is completely free. Um, the Claire Wood podcast. So creative. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And, you know, my content on social media, and again, this has been stories that I've had to unpack is the guilt around the the prices that I charge, who am I to be charging those prices? But I'm like, I create a ton of free and low cost content. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many people who've never paid me a cent who have made massive changes in their life as a result of the, the, the teachings that I put out there. So that's sort of how I've come to help reconcile um, some of that shame. Um, But the courses that I have two courses. So my, my, I guess my framework is called the Profit Academy. And inside the Profit Academy, there's two layers. There's the Profit Academy Foundations. Now that is all the work that I spoke about. This is accounting 101, but fun. Um, (laughs) I think anyway, Um, you know, I teach everything that I learned inside my six years of qualifications is jammed into this course in a very digestible, you know, easy to understand way. I share templates so that people can, 
work out how much money is coming in, that they can understand their financial report. Um, I've got so many freebies in there. Like I've got like how to hire the right accountant, um, how to weigh up an investment. Like if you're going to go and hire a coach or a team member, whatever, it shows you, you know, is this actually a smart idea or not? Um, I've got a, you know, a guide of how to work with your bookkeeper. There's so many really cool freebies in there. So that's my course that I'm super, super proud of, which is called the Profit Academy Foundations. Um, And then my my next program, which I'm launching in a couple of months time, is called Accelerator. And the Mindset Accelerator is literally this kind of stuff that we've been talking about today. It's the tools, it's the strategies, and it's how I've helped clients of mine scale from, you know, 20, 30K months to 100K months. Multiple clients of mine are now making over a million dollars a year. And inside this course, I teach those tools and strategies and techniques. So, I've kind of, I used to, my courses used to kind of be the meld of the two of them. And what I've done now is I've separated them out and I'm like, learn the foundations first. And this is for people of any stage of business, you know, um, I've got a payment plan on it as well, but I've worked with seven figure business owners who literally don't know how much money they're making. And I'm like, go (laughs) and do the course. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, uh, you know, and then the, the mindset accelerator is like, okay, so now you know your numbers. Maybe you don't like how they look. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come and join this one and I'll help you like explode your business in, in the next course. So those are the ways that people can work with me and, and I do offer um, private coaching as well. Wow. Well, so there's so many ways people can reach out to you and um, in the description and um, attachments of this episode, I'll go ahead and make sure to link all that to you um, so people can find you. Um, But can you maybe highlight like one, I don't know, I guess one piece of advice from each of those classes or each of those courses um, of what you would recommend is like the bare minimum that you should be doing for foundations, but also mindset. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So look, the bare minimum that I would say as a business owner, you have to run your reports every month and know how much profit your business is making. Like I would say from my experience, 95% of business owners don't do that. 95. People do not run their reports every month. And even the people that do, they don't really understand them. So that's, this is the, the biggest thing inside this course. I'm like, literally like, if you do nothing else, please do that. Please do that. And I show you how to, I show you how to do it. I show you how to understand what's going on. So that's the first thing. In terms of mindset, I would say just start recognizing that what you think is true isn't necessarily true. And just start to question, like, you know, listening to this episode, you might be thinking, oh, that's bullshit or that's good for her <laughs> or, you know, it's fine for her to say that because she's at that stage of business or whatever might be coming up for you and just start to go, I wonder why I think that like, well, do you know what I mean? Like start to explore your thoughts with curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting triggered is another thing. Like if you get triggered, I know that I get triggered all the time. You know, someone who I used to regard as like a peer of mine is then like making, I made $2 million last year and I'm like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. makes me feel like crap. But I'm like, you, you can't get triggered by something you don't desire. And that comes back to that. Um, you know, for example, if someone was like, I'm sitting in the front row at the soccer, the football, I'd be like, I don't care. 
Yeah. You know, if someone paid $50,000 for that experience, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, whatever. Um, If someone pulled up to my house in a $500,000 car, I wouldn't, I'd be like, it kind of looks a bit small, like we couldn't get a car seat, kid's car seat in there. Um, there's no part of me that desires that. But when there's something that you want, you will get triggered by it. You'll be like, that annoys me, that person annoys me, the way that they talk about money annoys me. And that means that there's some part of you that's going, maybe I want that for me. And so start to explore those beliefs and start to really just do the money mindset work, like listen to podcasts. Um, you know, you can start this journey without a huge financial investment. Read my book, read my wow. book, Intentional <laughs> Intentional Profit, big yeah. point there. <laughs> um, you know, just start the work and then... From there, you know, you can start to see the, the difference that it makes in your life. Yeah. What about people that, you know, have this desire, but maybe it's not sustainable over time? How do you work with people to maintain that motivation or maintain that desire to continue on with the money journey? And again, this comes down to to mindset ultimately. Yeah. Um, I think when you think about any sort of development or growth journey that you go on, Really, you need to go, this is not, I want you to think about it like exercising. You don't go, okay, I want to lose 30 kilos. I go and hit the gym and yeah, cool. And then just go back to life as normal, keep eating pizza and sitting on the couch watching Netflix and expect your, you know, like you have to do this for the rest of your life. And I think this is the thing that this is why some people get results in their life and some people don't, Um, you know, some people go and do something flash in the pan and then think they're better. And then the old patterns keep popping up and it's like, well, you've got to keep doing this work. Like, you, you know, and, and unfortunately it does. It's something that just, it takes time. And this is what I, I know to be true when it comes to money. You can't just get across your finances for three months and then turn a blind eye to them and hope that you end up rich. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. You can't kind of start unpicking your money stories to a certain point and then go, oh, forget about that. Um, and, you know, we know the same with a lot of things like spirituality, healing, all of those things. It's it's an, it's an ongoing journey. And, um, you know, when you turn away from it, you probably start to slip again. Um, so I kind of think of it like, you know, you exercise or eating healthy. Like it's just, it's like, well, this is your new way. It's just you just like constantly for the rest of your life, you're going to have to be thinking about like, is this true? Why am I feeling like this? Why do I feel guilt? Why do I feel shame? Do I want to feel like that? How can I reprogram it? Yeah. And that's what I was uh, going to mention too, is really being self-aware to what's triggering you in that moment. Um, why is it triggering you? You know, what are your beliefs around it? All the time I talk about core beliefs and even just in counseling too, the core beliefs, you know, kind of stemming from childhood, but also just how we were brought up, what values that we had growing up, they kind of get really instilled in us. And like you were saying, it that kind of revolves around money too. What are our values? What's our mindset about that? Because once we're able to identify the core beliefs, that really changes our perceptions of other people around us, the world around us, and being able to identify whatever it is or whatever belief that is, I think that can change your whole perspective on life. 100%. And learning to, like, when we do this work, it helps you to understand other people. Like, I am like, of course, my parents feel fear, scarcity, lack around money, because we could barely afford groceries. 
Like that's going to feel like a very real truth to them. Um, of course, my mum, you know, doesn't believe in in therapy and things like that because she was, that wasn't even financially an option. And, you know, she was just told her whole life, you know, suck it up, deal with it. This is what you do. Keep, don't think about it. That's just the best way to deal with things. And so she's doing the best that she could with the tools that and resources that she had. And then, you know, it can help us to understand and support the people around us. Like, I see why my dad feels like that because of this, this, and this. And, you know, in the space of, of trauma or anything else, it's like the same. Like you go, well, that's why that's why they feel like that. You can be a lot more empathetic towards other people understanding what their core values might be as well. Mm-hmm. And I think money, I mean, especially if you grew up with scarcity of money or just like not enough, money in general can feel trigger, uh, triggering and uncomfortable and it's like, I don't want to deal with that. So I don't need it. I don't want to accept that that's something that I can use because it's never been helpful for me in the past. Yeah. So um, yeah, like you said, kind of our upbringing, what we were exposed to, all that stuff has to do a lot with our perceptions of money. Um, but being able to work through that, I think can be helpful. And then we can kind of all get rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so for that. Like I said, I want, I want more good good humans to have money and see the good the, the knock-on effects that it can have in the world yeah well um I just wanted to touch base you know if there's anything that you could recommend to listeners today what would you tell them I think just those two things I said before if you if you are a business owner run your finances every month if you're not a business owner get across your finances like start to understand your personal finances you know I have meetings with my husband every month we sit down we look at how much money we spent look at how much money we earned we go okay what are we investing in what decisions do we need to make as a couple um really start to understand your finances is the first thing and secondly understand your stories around money so to start to go oh, why do I feel like that? Why do I think that? Is that true? And really, um, yeah, uncovering those, those two layers. And go check you out on your courses and go read yeah. your books <laughs> on the podcast you've been on. Everything. Come come say hi. Um, I'm on Instagram at Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore wood underscore coach and drop me a DM if you've listened to this episode and enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was good to have you. It was great to be here. Thank you so much, Morgan. Yeah, of course. Um, And thank you for all the listeners today, tuning in, listening. It was great to have you guys all again. So if you guys are interested, follow along, subscribe. The podcast is on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Um, You know my Instagram, you know my website. Feel free to reach out for any sessions or, you know, want to talk about your experiences. Just let me know and I'd love to have you on. So thank you all. Talk to you soon. Bye.